So on Friday night, a bunch of us went camping up in the forest. Uh, for some of them, it was their, their first time. So they were asking how many changes of clothes they would need and how many collections and sets of, of fingernails they'd need. I said, no, no, you can leave the fingernails at, at home. And you sleep in the clothes you hike in. That's, that's the way it works. Uh, you travel light. And uh, it reminded me of uh, uh, one of the occasions where we went camping in the seminary. We decided, so this, I, I went to seminary in, in Italy. So we went for a two and a half hour drive and then a hike. Now, obviously, we had to carry everything. So uh, water, maybe even a small bit of firing just to get the fire started, tents, mass kit. I was carrying a guitar in one hand and uh, yeah, all the gear and stuff. So it was great crack. So we hiked for about four hours up into the mountains, found a level spot, built our tent, built the fire, um, got out the marshmallows and the burgers, and all was good. Following morning then, we were celebrating mass on the mountain, and uh, we could see a storm coming in as we were celebrating mass. We thought we'd kind of get through mass. We'd kind of move into one of the tents, then during mass, finish out mass in the tent, then the storm hit. So then we're closing up all the gear, wrapping up all the tents all in, in the milling rain, absolute misery. Like your gear gets heavy, everything gets heavy, everything, leaves are sticking to everything. It's miserable. So uh, then we asked one of, the, one of the guys, Peter, you know the way home? Because Peter was the guy who let us up. Ironically, Peter. So Peter, Peter's the one who let us up. And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. So we got all the gear, we're all packed, we're all miserable, we're all, we're, all, we're all wet. We were hiking then for six hours. Normally coming down is a lot faster, okay? We were hiking for four hours up, not sure if you So four hours going up, six hours coming down, and we still weren't down. We said, Peter, you sure, you sure you're nowhere? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. By now, your gear is soft, and I was wearing jeans, like complete newbie mistake, like hiking in jeans, like, do you know what I'm saying? They're sopping and wet. And uh, then we were all walking along going, this looks completely unfamiliar. And then we hit a road. And then we walked on the road. And then we got to a village. And we stopped in the village. And we said, um, excuse me, uh, wh- where are we? And they said, uh, you're in Valle della Pietra. So great. Our car is in Rocca di Valle. How far, how far is that from here? That's 40 kilometers from here. <laughs> it's, it's not 40 kilometers as the crow flies, it's just we went into the next valley, so you have to drive out of the valley and then drive into the next valley. So it's 40k on the road, maybe, I don't know, 20k if you just went straight over, which is what we did, uh, but 40k if you go the whole way around. And we were sopping wet and in the wrong valley. And obviously it was getting dark at this stage as well, so this, this is late evening. So... Um, we found a religious community. We said, hello, we're seminary. We know no, we know more looked like seminarians or priests. <laughs> and we said, we, just, we need it. We seriously need a lift, if that's okay. Back to our, our van. So they brought us in. Then we got into the van. I was driving. And all the lads, we were all sopping wet, no air conditioning. The whole van fogs up. So I'm driving along, <laughs> just trying to work. Oh, where the bl- oh, windows open, freezing. Okay, windows closed. <laughs> all right, absolute misery. Then I saw a rock on the road about as big as my fist, so I just kind of eh, carefully avoided it. Then I saw a rock on the road about as big as a football. That was too late, though. Straight under, knocked off our exhaust. Accelerated. <laughs> oh, this sounds class. So we came home absolutely miserable. We still talk about it, though. Some crack. Uh, but but it, does, it got me thinking about, about leadership, okay? Uh, because our friend Peter, uh, absolutely convinced he was on the right road but leads us down into the wrong valley. But as by, you, he had a sworn blind. He, what, he, what he was actually doing was there were little markers, okay, so that we were following blue markers up, and then he was following 
red and white markers down because he thought that's how it worked. Well, the red and white markers are for a different path, so it led us down to a different starting point, a different valley. Okay, but it, just, it got me thinking about leadership, and obviously there's a, a lot of talk about, about leadership at the moment in, in the church also as regards the, the synod, right, and the way forward, how to direct the church or how to kind of um, uh, orient ourselves, how to kind of find that the path towards the future. I think it's very interesting as regards leadership in general and as regards then the synod to kind of pull those together to, to understand what the synod can do, what the synod can't do, and what kind of good leadership is, okay? So again, we have, we have to be careful here because these are the kind of things that if we, if we get wrong, we can, make, we can end up in the wrong valley altogether, uh, sopping wet and cold, right? <laughs> if we get this wrong, we, we can make bad mistakes here. So what, what is the synod, right? So the synod is, it's a gathering of people, yes, where they can share, we can share ideas, we can share our vision, we can share our understanding, we can share our experience, good. Okay, but a synod cannot change the foundations of the church. Because that has to be really, really clear for us, okay? So a synod isn't that everyone gets together and let's decide what we believe. No, that's, that's not a synod, right? An ecumenical council maybe can, can suggest uh, that, that there be certain changes made as regards what we believe, but a synod cannot change our creed. Okay, so that has to be really clear. It's not that everyone gets together, and if, if everyone believes that the Eucharist should be merely a symbol, then we'll just make it a symbol. No, a synod can't do that. A synod can't do that. It can't. Even the Pope can't do that. He can't. Okay, the Pope can't change sacraments. A synod can't change sacraments. So when we get together and there's all this, this talk, it's good. It's good to listen, absolutely. But we also must understand that the bedrock of our faith doesn't change. It's like it's it's kind of like doing a renovation. Okay, your house stays. The foundations stay the same. Now you might throw a lick of paint on it. You might present it better. You might cut the hedges. You might you know plant some some shrubs. You might make it look better. But you don't go digging up foundations when the house is still standing on it, or the whole thing comes down. So the synod then isn't about discussing what our foundations are, or maybe it might be about clarifying, reiterating what our foundations are, but not changing them, not changing them. If we start changing what the church believes, the church is already built on those beliefs. So if you start changing the foundations, it will start, it'll start to crumble, okay? So while, yes, it's good to listen, it's good to be open and all that kind of thing, uh, the, our core beliefs cannot, will not, and should not change because they're given to us by God. Okay, so we just we have to be very careful here, like that when it comes to sacred scripture, when it comes to tradition of the church, summarized basically in the catechism, what we believe, our creed, these cannot, will not, and should not change. So if there's any leadership from whatever level, so if it's parish, pastor, council, if it's a bishop, I don't really care, whoever it is, if anybody's suggesting that we change the bedrock, that's the wrong way, that's the wrong path because that won't lead us to the truth, because that's already given to us by God, so it's not wrong. Now, what we do have to change, and what the synod should be doing, is now that we understand what we have and what we believe, how do we make this more palatable or presentable to the world? We don't do so by changing this. We do so by finding a better way, maybe, of phrasing it. You know, the way, like, back in the day, you know, those of you who would remember maybe the 40s and 50s, the teachings of the church were exactly the same as they are now, but they emphasized justice, maybe hell, an awful lot more. 
and much to the detriment of our faith, even though the teachings of the church are exactly the same, but certain things were emphasized more than others. And so it, it was a bit, a bit unbalanced, maybe. So, but, but the teaching of the church remained exactly, and, and is the same teaching as we had then. So it's a question of what do we emphasize? How do we present this to the modern world? How do we present our creed? How do we present our faith to the modern world? Not, what do we have to change about our teaching in order to be more popular in the modern world? So that's, that, has to be, that has to be very, very clear, you know? A synod isn't. We all get together and democratically decide what we believe. That's, 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 that's dangerous. That's, that will lead us very much in, into, the wrong, into the wrong valley. When I think of getting together and listening, when I think of leadership in the church, I can't help but think, you know, we, we live and work here in Holy Family, I can't help but think of St. Joseph and Our Lady, right, and, and how, how their leadership worked, you know, these instrumental, these, these pivotal characters in the life of Christ, in the life of the church, how did they serve, how did they lead, if you will, right, through faithful, humble service. So faithful, faithful means you are, we don't go, again, trying to change this. We're, we're faithful to it. This is what it says, so this is what we do. This is what we believe. This is our creed. My job is not to change it. Also for me as a priest, my job is not to change what the church teaches in order to make myself more popular or the church more popular because then that's not the truth. There's no point being popular because you lie. No point being popular because you tell people what they want to hear. That's, that's not what I'm ordained to do. So humble faithful service you're faithful faithful to what god gives us fantastic but in that i'm humbly serving serving the lord but in humility it's not my job to to uh, even i it's a word i never use even with our guys here the word empower to be empowered to work no i, I actually can't stand that term because i just don't, I don't think it's about power it's not about power it's about service and there are so many ways that all of us can serve in the church. And if we see it as service, then there isn't a problem. Or if I see it as, you know, the clergy have all the power and they should give me some of that power, what power do I have? I can't change anything that we believe. I can maybe, I can, I, what power do I have? I mean, I have priestly power, but that's sacramental power. That's to do with, with being a priest. And that, that I can share. Uh, I can't give you the power to absolve sins. I can't do that. Um, so they're like, what? What power are we talking about? If you want to start a choir, if you want to start a prayer group, if you want to start a catechetical group, if you want to start a youth group, if you want to start a men's group, start a women's group, work away. You don't need my power for that. Work away. There's tons to do. Tons for lay people to do. Loads. Work away. No one's stopping you. It's, you, know, you, ha you, al you already have what you need. In virtue of your baptism, you have all the power you need, if we have to call it power. You have all that you need already. Okay? So you don't need our permission to start a prayer group. Work away. So we, we already have what we need. Humble, faithful service. I'm here to serve. And so as long as the Lord needs my service, great. And then when he doesn't need me anymore, all I was called to do was serve. And that's it. And that, 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 that I think will get us on the right trajectory. That will keep us on the right path as regards the, the future of the church. Otherwise, there may be great enthusiasm and, and euphoria to follow a certain leader, but if it's not humble, faithful service, we'll end up in the wrong place. And this, this, like this has happened before in the church. Read church history. There have been all sorts of uh, heresies and heret... Well, I know it's an unpopular word, but that's what it's called. Um, right? People who've led the church down the wrong path. It has happened before. 
absolutely. So it can happen. So we, we just, these things we just have to be careful of. If I'm humbly, faithfully serving the Lord and his teachings, then, then we can be just a bit more confident that we're on the right track. But if it's about changing our foundations, changing our core beliefs, because lots of people think that's a good idea, then you're wrong. Then you're wrong, because it's not a popularity contest. It's not. It's not it, what we believe. Like we can't sit down now and get our creed and democratically decide. We believe in one God. Do we all believe in that one God? No? Multiple gods? Okay. Hands for multiple gods? Majority? Okay. So we believe in multiple gods. Father Almighty. You happy with Father Almighty? Father and, and Mother? Father and Mother Almighty? Hands? Okay. Okay. So we believe in multiple gods. Father and Mother Almighty? <laughs> like, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's, it shouldn't be how it works. These, these are our core beliefs from the beginning. And that's our job to faithfully and humbly serve them. And if we do so, we'll see the renewal of the church. And if we find ourselves on the wrong side of that, we could actually find ourselves damaging the church. So faithfully, humbly, serving the Lord, serving his teaching, serving the church. And this will make of us good leaders, humble leaders, and faithful leaders to the teaching that Jesus has given us. So we ask today, that all of our leaders and ourselves included, that we might recognize the Lord's truth and courageously stand by it, whether it's popular or not. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless <laughs>